Fed cutting cycle over second half of 2024 and into 2025, expected to push gold to new nominal highs with a targeted peak of 2300 per ounce in 2025, while silver pushes above $30 per ounce. Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcadia Economics on a Wednesday afternoon. Hope you are all doing well out there as we continue to see a rally in the gold and silver prices. Has been going on for about a week now and has slowed down a little bit today, although continuing on, which we will dig into, as well as some interesting notes from JP Morgan about what they see happening for the gold and silver prices, especially into 2024. So we will cover that and a bit more as well as some of the other gold and silver news out there. And with that said, let us dig in and take a quick look at the gold and silver prices where here you see gold now at 2041. And my, what a ways we've come since back in the early days of October where Sure felt like the sky was falling in precious metals land. We had gold down at 1830 level. And of course, that was right before the tensions and conflict in Gaza and the Middle East broke out. Had a significant rally, which brought us up over the $2,000 mark a month later, came back in down to about 1950. And then really in the last two and a half weeks, we've seen another substantial rally this time pushing the price over the $2,000 level, while at the same time we've seen yields and the dollar come in lower. So certainly that has contributed towards that, although the fact that we have entered the buying season of the metals also likely playing a role. And just interesting because I know a lot of people were calling what we saw here due to the war premium, where the situation Perhaps it hasn't settled down, but has not escalated further as it certainly appeared might be the case early on. And we saw a bit of that come out. But again, the rally continues. And we take a look just over the past week. Here we were hovering right under that $2,000 mark, which price had gone over, sunk back below a couple of times. Although sure enough, once it finally broke through, it has done so decisively. And here we can see just in the past day and a half going from 2015 up to 2041 up a dollar 30 today so we will keep an eye on how things go there and of course a similar pattern here in silver where we were back under 21 dollars just a tick in early october rallied up above 23 and now quite a stunning rally in the last two weeks going from 22.30 up to the 25 dollar mark in positive territory on the year being driven by a lot of the same factors. Again, another key one is that does appear that we may have seen the last rate hike from the Federal Reserve in this cycle. And certainly in the past week or two, as there's been more commentary that we are through the rate hikes and more market pricing suggesting that we will be seeing those cuts in 2024, potentially early 2024, that has been driving both the gold and silver prices. Interesting in note here, if you look at last week's COT report, which was released a couple of days late due to the holiday, would not suggest what we've seen so far this week because here you see the bank swap dealers adding 5,500 shorts and letting go of 284 longs. Whereas on the managed money tech fund side, they have been getting more long, which 
traditionally is when we would see a drop in the price. But again, let's take a look at the one month chart. So we can see this period, which covers up to November 21st, puts us right here. And that's with about $23.55 silver. So the price has rallied a dollar and a half while the banks have been getting more short. And fortunately, the majority of this gain will be included in this week's report, which comes out on Friday and covers the trading action leading up to the end of the Tuesday session. So that will include this big jump that brought us up close to $25 yesterday and now just a tick or two below the $25 mark today. Of course, we also had options expiration and the December contract going into delivery later today. So will be an interesting few days to see what happens the rest of this week. We do have the PCE inflation numbers coming out later this week, and we will also have another labor report. And even though Friday is the first Friday of December, that will be December 1st, the labor report will not come out on Friday, but a week later on December 8th. So a lot happening. And then, of course, that will be followed shortly thereafter by the latest Federal Reserve meeting. So either case, a welcome rally as we head towards the end of the year for the gold and silver markets. And as we approach 2024, we do have a lot of bank research coming out. And that does include JP Morgan's research, where you can see interesting note here. Across all metals, we have the highest conviction on a bullish medium-term forecast for both gold and silver over the course of 2024 and into the first half of 2025. And they have some interesting comments here, which actually do make enough sense. They do mention that after significant geopolitical risk built in October, we think gold prices in particular are still currently trading around $100 an ounce, too rich versus rates and FX fundamentals. And they also are of the view that some of the rate cutting forecasts, which now come into the first half of 2024, seem a bit aggressive to them as they see that playing out more in the third quarter. Although should gold go down into the 1900s, they see that as a buying opportunity. Of course, here is what I think people will be particularly interested to see. Fed cutting cycle over second half of 2024 and into 2025, expected to push gold to new nominal highs with a targeted peak of 2300 per ounce in 2025, while silver pushes above $30 per ounce. And as you can see, they have that in the fourth quarter of 2024. So JP Morgan now even talking about $30 silver. And, and another note, they mentioned here about the gold market touches on the central bank buying, as they suggest central bank and physical demand will continue to support prices to the downside, but investor inflows will be a key for a sustained 2024 rally. And certainly I think the central bank buying has helped to put a floor under the gold market, especially as we've seen it dip a couple of times, not go below $1,800 per ounce. And the fact that the global central banks have set a record for purchasing of gold last year. And at least through the first three quarters this year, they did buy a higher figure than what they saw in 2022. And in terms of the silver market, they mentioned a lot of the things that we talk quite a bit about here on the show. Fundamentally, the global silver market remains in deficit, stagnant mine supply growth, and very strong growth in the solar category gives them a forecasted industrial usage growth of 4% in 2023. 
And they mentioned for a metal with significant above ground stocks like silver, these balance deficits act more as a floor to pricing, in our opinion, rather than a standalone bullish driver capable of propelling silver prices absent a broader precious metals rally. And as real yields begin to bleed lower into a Fed cut, we expect silver to trade higher mid-2024 and displaying its characteristic high beta to gold, which sends silver prices upwards towards $30 an ounce and above. Of course, this is not to say that JP Morgan is absolutely guaranteed to be correct or has a crystal ball, but certainly a high profile in the marketplace, a lot of institutional customers, and in my opinion, certainly comes as good news in terms of some of the coverage that is going out there. And in terms of some of the things that they were talking about in regards to the rate cuts and the Federal Reserve, here we did have some comment. We had a lot of comment from many central bankers in these past couple of days ahead of the blackout period coming up in front of their December meeting. But here was Federal Reserve Governor Christopher Waller saying he's increasingly confident the current settling of the central bank's interest rate will prove adequate to lower inflation to the Fed's 2% target. He did add the caveat that inflation is still too high and it's too early to say whether the slowing we are seeing will be sustained, which led to an interesting comment here from Walter Bloomberg's Twitter feed mentioning top official at the Fed has sent his strongest signal to date that further monetary tightening may not be needed given the clear signs the economy is slowing to a degree necessary to bring inflation fully under control. And where does that leave us in terms of the market pricing of what the Fed is expected to do. We see 98.4% chance of another pause in December. And going a little bit further out, we see 94% chance of a pause in the January meeting. Only a 51.7% chance of another pause in the March meeting. Although what's interesting is that you look at these buckets in terms of another rate increase, which are 1.6, 1.6, and then fall below 1% going out for the rest of the year obviously market now suggesting a 49 percent chance of the first cut in the may meeting and currently pricing in one two three four five cuts for a total of 125 basis points in 2024 largely based on the viewpoint that as the impact of the previous rate hikes kick in that we'll see a slowing of the economy, which will also have the effect of bringing the inflation rate down to the Fed's 2% level. I'm not sure that I entirely agree that we'll see that outside of a bigger breakage in the financial system, which of course does remain a concern. Obviously, we have the ongoing effects in the commercial real estate markets where almost on a day-to-day -day basis, we continue to read about owners of properties turning in the keys, seeing larger loan loss provisions set aside, Morgan Stanley setting aside 134 million for credit losses, Wells Fargo, 333 million in allowance for credit losses. So another thing that you'll want to keep an eye on. And also one piece of news that came out yesterday, interesting development here, as the UAE has officially stopped using the dollar for oil trade as we see a continued movement by the BRICS nations, of which the United Arab Emirates became one earlier this year back in August. And the expansion signifies a growing inclination towards de-dollarization among these nations, a move that challenges the traditional hegemony of the U.S. dollar and international trade. 
And we've seen a lot of movements similar to this one in the past couple of months and years, although certainly a significant step to see some of the Middle Eastern oil producing nations saying that they are going to stop taking dollars for oil. Bottom line is the UAE's decision to transition from the U.S. dollar to local currencies is a bold and strategic move that reflects the changing dynamics of the global economic landscape. And of course, this is something that don't think is going to be slowing down anytime soon and likely has a lot to do with why we're seeing so much central bank gold buying and attention in the gold and silver markets. So a few last notes before we wrap up. I did want to pass along. David Morgan sent me a note that he is currently running a special on the Morgan Report, where obviously he digs into silver as well as gold, but silver in particular, and a lot of the mining stocks. And this is the best special that he has run in the history of his site. And obviously, David is a friend of the show and well-respected voice in the silver community. So if you're not currently a member of the Morgan Report and would like to get his access into what is going on in the silver and gold markets, well, now is the time to do so as he's running a special ahead of the holiday season. And one last note before we wrap up, I did want to thank First Majestic Silver, who brought us today's episode and obviously, it's been an eventful year for First Majestic as they had the shutdown of Jarrett Canyon, which has made it a bit of a challenging year. And they had a loss in the last quarter, which came as they continue to process the transition forward. Although following the shutdown of Jarrett Canyon, First Majestic has continued to reduce their cost per ounce. Here we have cash costs coming down to 1413 per ounce versus $1,558 in the previous quarter. And the all-in sustaining cost at 1974 versus 2152. Of course, First Majestic also being helped by the higher metals prices that we are seeing that have been in place for pretty much the entire third quarter so far. And interesting, you can see here is First Majestic pre-earnings when they were about $5.20 per share then sold off quite a bit on the earnings date, although good to see that First Majestic now up to 587 as of the time of this recording. So has rebounded quite a bit since then. Again, obviously helped by the higher metals prices, but also bringing down their cost of production. So thank you again to First Majestic for helping to bring us today's show. Hope everyone is doing well out there and we will see you again tomorrow.